Stories of Sahaba is brought to you by Muhammad Hansrod on Telegram. Hadrat Sa'ad radiallahu ta'ala anhu sends a group of Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum to give da'wah to the Persian leader before engaging in battle. Hadrat Abu Wa'il radiallahu ta'ala anhu narrates Hadrat Sa'ad radiallahu ta'ala anhu marched with the Muslim army until they set camp at a place called Qadisiya. I cannot tell precisely, but we numbered no more than seven or eight thousand, while the Mushrikeen numbered thirty thousand. This is the figure according to this narration. However, according to a narration of Hadrat Saif, the Kuffar army numbered 80,000. Another narration places the figure of Rustam's army at 120,000, with another 80,000 reinforcements. In addition to this, Rustam had 33 elephants, led by the largest, which was a white elephant belonging to Sabur. All the other elephants obeyed this elephant. Like this narration, there are others citing various figures because of their might. The Persians told the Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum, You have no strength, no power, and no weapons to resist us. You should rather go back home. Undeterred, the Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum reiterated that they were not going back. The Persians also laughed at the arrows of the Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum and would say, Duk, duk. By this, they compared the arrows to spindles because duk is a Persian word referring to the knitting needles. However, when the Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum refused to return, the Persians said, Send to us one of your intellectuals to explain to us what brings you here. Hadrat Mughira bin Shu'bah radiallahu ta'ala anhu volunteered for the task. When he went, he sat on Rustam's throne, causing the courtiers to snort and shout. Hadrat Mughira radiallahu ta'ala anhu said to them, This neither elevates my status nor reduces that of your leader. True, said Rustam. Now tell me, why have you come? To agitate Rustam, Hadrat Mughira radiallahu ta'ala anhu said, We were a nation that were involved in evil and deviant acts. Allah then sent a Nabi to us, by means of which Allah guided us and provided sustenance for us. Amongst the foods, Allah granted us 
were grains which grow in these parts. When we ate this and fed it to our families, they said, This is not sufficient. Take us to the land so that we may eat those grains. Rustam exclaimed, We shall then kill you all. Hadrat Mughirah said, If you kill us, we shall enter Jannah, but if we kill you, those of you who die will enter Jahannam, and those who will survive will have to pay the jizya. When Hadrat Mughirah spoke about paying the jizya, the courtiers noted and shouted, There can be no agreement between you and us. Hadrat Mughirah then said, Should we cross the river to come to you, or will you be crossing the river to come to us? Rustam said, We shall be crossing over. The Muslim army then withdrew a short distance for the Persians to cross the river and then attack them and defeat them. Hadrat Mu'aviyah bin Qurra radiallahu ta'ala anhu narrates that when the battle of Qadisiyah took place, Hadrat Mughirah radiallahu ta'ala anhu was sent to meet the Persian leader. Hadrat Mughirah radiallahu ta'ala anhu asked for ten men who were then sent with him. He straightened his clothes, took his shield, and then left. When they reached, Hadrat Mughirah told his companions to put down a shield which he sat on. The large Persian commander said, O Arabs, I know well what has brought you here. You people do not have sufficient food in your country to fill your bellies. We shall give you all the food you need, for we are fire worshippers and do not like fighting you. We will only make our land impure. Hadrat Mughirah anhu said to him, By Allah, this is certainly not the reason that brought us. We were a nation that used to worship stones and idols. Whenever we found a stone that looked rather better than another, we discarded the first one and adopted the next. We knew no deity until Allah sent us a Rasul from amongst our own people. He called us to Islam and we followed him. We have not come for food, but we have been commanded to fight those enemies of ours who reject Islam. We have not come for food, but have come to kill your soldiers and capture your families. As for what you have mentioned about the scarcity of food in our land, I swear by my life that we certainly do not have enough to fill our bellies, and sometimes we do not even find anything to drink for a long while. However, after coming to your lands, we have found an abundance of food and water. 
By Allah, we shall now not leave here until this land belongs either to you or us. The large Persian said in his language, he has spoken the truth. He then said, your eye shall lose an eye tomorrow. As Allah decreed, Hadrat Mughirah anhu did lose an eye the following day when a stray arrow struck him. Hadrat Saif narrates that Hadrat Sa'ad sent a group of Sahaba anhum to the Persian leader to invite him to Islam before the battle. When they requested permission to see him, permission was granted and the people of the city came to have a look at their appearance. The Sahaba were wearing their shawls over their shoulders, carried their whips in their hands, were wearing sandals and their horses were extremely weak because of which they tread heavily on the ground. The people were struck with inexplicable astonishment when they saw them. They wondered how people like these could defeat their larger and well-equipped armies. When the Sahaba were allowed to meet the Persian king, Yestajirid, he made them sit in front of him. He was a haughty man who had little respect for others. He questioned them about the names of their garments, their shawls, their shoes and their whips. Each time they told him the name, he took an omen from them in his favour. However, Allah ensured that each omen backfired against him. He then asked them, What has brought you to our lands? Have you become bold because our civil war has started? Hadrat Nu'man bin Muqadin said, Allah has showered his mercy on us when he sent a Rasul to us who guided us towards good and commanded us the good of this world as well as the Akhirah. If we ex- accepted this call to good, whenever he invited a tribe towards this, they divided into two groups, one that drew close to him and the other that distanced itself from him. It was only the few selected ones who drew close to him. He continued his preaching in this manner for as long as Allah wanted him to. Thereafter, Allah commanded him to tackle those Arabs who opposed him, and he started with them before proceeding to the non-Arabs. When he did this, they all joined him as two groups, those who were forced to join but were then happy that they had done so, and those who did so happily and whose happiness then increased. We all realized that the deen he called us towards was far superior to the hostility and the narrow lives we had been leading. 
He then instructed us to start tackling the nations around us and to invite them towards justice. We are therefore inviting you towards our deen, the deen of Islam, which regards all good as good and all evil as evil. However, if you refuse to accept Islam, the options are two unpleasantries, the one being more demeaning than the other. The one option is to pay the jizya, and if you refuse, then the other is war. On the other hand, if you accept our deen, we shall leave the Book of Allah behind with you. We shall give you a grounding in it so that you may rule by its laws and we shall leave you to your affairs and your territories. If you wish to pay the jizya, we shall accept it from you and give you protection. Otherwise, if you refuse Islam and jizya, we shall fight you. Yazdajird said, I do not know of a nation on earth that is more wretched than you people, fewer in number than you, and experiencing as much internal strife as you people. We have already handed over to you the regions around you so that it may suffice for you from our side, so that you may be content with it and not need to come to our principal lands. The Persians have never fought you, so do not think that you can stand in their way. If your numbers have increased, let this never fool you about thinking that you can overpower us. If it is poverty that has called you here, we shall provide relief for you until you become prosperous. We shall also honour your leaders, provide clothing for you, and appoint for you a king who will always be kind towards you. The Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum remained silent until Hadrat Mughira bin Shu'ba radiallahu ta'ala anhu stood and said, O king, these are all leaders of the Arabs and their aristocrats. They are all respectable people and it is only respectable people who show consideration for respectable people and who honour respectable people. Only they give importance to the rights of respectable people. They have not yet told you everything they were sent to tell you and have not replied to all of your questions. They have done well to do this, and it is only people like them who can act this respectfully. You should rather be conversing with someone like me. I shall convey the message to you, and they will testify to what I say. Hadrat Mughira bin Shu'ba radiallahu ta'ala anhu continued, By the way in which you you have described us, it appears that you are unaware of our situation concerning the statement you made about our poor condition. It is true because there was none in a poorer condition than we had been. 
with regard to hunger, none suffered the hunger we suffered. Regarding them to be food, we even used to eat dung beetles, other insects, scorpions, and snakes. As for our homes, it used to be the bare earth, and our clothing consisted of only what we wove from the skins of animals and hairs of goats. Killing and oppressing each other was our way of life, and there were even those amongst us who would bury his infant daughter alive because he disliked that she should share his food. Our condition in the past was exactly as I have described. Then Allah sent to us a man whom we knew and whose lineage we were well aware of. We were well acquainted with his personality and his place of birth. His land was the best of our lands. His lineage was the best of our lineages. His family the best of our families and his tribe the best of our tribes. Despite the terrible conditions prevailing then, he was also the best person amongst us, the most truthful and the most forbearing. When he called us towards Islam, none of us accepted besides his childhood friend who became the Khalifa after him. When he spoke, we said something else, and when he told us the truth, we regarded them as lies. However, his followers increased while ours decreased. Whatever he said became reality, and Allah eventually inspired us to believe in him and to follow him. He then became our link with Allah. Whatever he told us was actually from Allah, and whatever he commanded was actually Allah's commands. He told us, Your Rabb says, I am the one Allah who has no partner. I have been existing when nothing else existed, and everything besides my countenance shall eventually perish. I have created everything, and everything shall return to me. My mercy has reached you, and I have sent you this man to guide you towards the path by which I shall save you from my punishment after you die, and lead you to the home I have created, which is the home of peace, Jannah. We testify that Rasulullah certainly brought the truth from the true Allah. Allah also said, Whoever follows you in this deen shall enjoy the privileges you enjoy and shall bear the same responsibilities you bear. As for those who refuse to accept, propose the option of jizya to him and then protect him as you would protect your own lives. You should then fight those who refuse even this. I shall be the judge between you. I shall enter into my Jannah those of you who are martyred, and those of you who survive shall have my assistance with them against those 
who oppose you. Hadrat Mughira radiallahu ta'ala anhu then issued the ultimatum to Yaz Dajirud when he said, You may choose to pay the jizya if you wish, in which case you will live as subjects. You may also choose the sword if you wish. Otherwise, you are at liberty to save yourselves by accepting Islam. Yazdajud retorted by saying, You dare face me with these proposals. Hazrat Mughira radiallahu ta'ala anhu said, I address whoever is speaking to me. Had another person been speaking to me, I would have presented them to, to him. Yazdajud burst out saying, Had it not been for the principle that envoys cannot be killed, I would have surely killed you, for you have no status in my estimation. Yazdajud then said to his courtiers, Bring me a basket of sand and place it on the head of the person of the highest birth amongst them. Then lead him to the outskirts of Madain. Addressing the Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum, Yazdajid said, Go back to your leader and inform him that I shall send Rustam to him, who will bury him along with his uh, army in the trenches of Qadisiyah. Those coming afterwards shall learn a lesson from what is to happen to him and to you people. I shall then send Rustam to your land and he shall torture you worse than Sabur did. Yazdajid then asked, Which of you is of the highest birth? After a brief silence, Hadrat Asim bin Amr radiallahu ta'ala anhu volunteered to take the sand without consulting the others and said, I am of the highest birth amongst them all. Let me carry the sand. Is that so? asked Yazdajid. When the other Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum agreed, the basket of sand was placed on his neck. He carried it out of the palace and to the outskirts where he mounted his animal and loaded the basket on it. He then raised his mount to take it to Hadrat Sa'ad bin Abi Waqas radiallahu ta'ala anhu. He rode ahead of the other Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum past the gates of Qudays, a palace in Qadisiyah, calling, Give the Amir glad tidings of victory, insha'Allah. We shall certainly be victorious. Hadrat Asim radiallahu ta'ala anhu then rode on until he placed the sand on Arabian soil. Returning to Hadrat Sa'ad radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he informed him about what had happened. Hadrat Sa'ad radiallahu ta'ala anhu, Glad tidings, by Allah, Allah has already given us the keys of their kingdom. The Muslims took a good omen from this that they would capture 
the lands of the Persians. Please share this file as much as you can and gain ajr for spreading the stories of Sahaba. Search and follow by typing t.me forward slash stories of Sahaba in your web browser or simply search stories of Sahaba on Telegram. Jazakumullah khairan for listening to stories of Sahaba by Muhammad Hansroth.